it's like, dude, like I, when I ride my dirt bike on the moto track, I have fun riding motorcycles and I go to these tracks and it's just like, man, this sucks. Like, Episode 99, 99, Tank Slapping Podcast. Mm. Robin McClendon on the other side of the mic, just dropping uh, bangers leading up to the show, dude. Just uh, hyping it up. We got the Laconia Rewind Show. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. I can already tell. Number 99, that's a lot of of pods, dude. It's a lot of time. a lot of work. (laughs) With headphones on, (laughs) headsets on. Uh, yeah, it's been, it's been crazy. It's been crazy, crazy journey just from the start, just everybody that helped get this going. Uh, definitely appreciate everyone that's been involved since day one, every single person that, uh, has got us to this point. It's been, uh, it's been a journey up and down journey for sure, but we're, uh, bringing pods to you guys. We got the rewind show for Laconia. We've been doing this after every event. In addition to our shows that we do with guests, we want to do kind of race recaps for all the rounds in the American flat track series. And people seem to like these. So we're just going, we go into depth a little bit more from the race weekend, things you don't see on fanschoice.tv, things you don't see from being in the grandstands kind of behind the scenes pit pass sort of thing. And yeah, we we're unfiltered. We don't hold back. We, we speak our mind and Robbie Bobby definitely speaks his mind and I back him up <laughs> with uh, my own thoughts and opinions. So I'm, I'm hyped, but, uh, yeah, we got a kind of lot to talk about before we get into it. We want to thank our sponsors and make this show happen week in and week out without their support. Tank slap and pod wouldn't be here. So make sure you support them mission foods. As always, we are excited to have them on board with our show. So many great products, so much they do for the sport flat track, uh, man, drag racing, moto America. They do a lot for a lot of different series. So definitely excited to have them on board with our show. Bell Power Sports, check out bellhelmets.com to view their full line of products. The Race Star Flex is the helmet of choice among most riders in the American Flat Track Series and Moto America. Quality and safety is unmatched. If you start tank slapping, you want to be protected by Bell. Yamaha Motorsports and Yamaha Racing. Check out their website at yamahamotorsports.com. Motorcycle, ATV, side-by-side, snowmobile, and power products. Yamaha revs your heart. Indian Motorcycle. Since 1901, Indian Motorcycle has been the choice of riders who make their own rules. Big supporters of American Flat Track, Moto America, Super Hooligan Racing, and much, much more. Go to your local Indian motorcycle dealership, test ride a bike, buy the bike, and go ride the shit out of it. We're uh, really stoked to have have them on board with what we're doing. Really cool brand. And yeah, just stoked for their growth and, and what they're doing. Moto America, we have the Ridge coming up. The Ridge is a good one. It's a really technical racetrack and I'm excited to watch it. Washington State, I obviously won't be there. It's, a, it's quite a hike for me, but excited to see the boys and girl. I think there's one or two girls. Girls go out oh, there. And dude. Obviously, yeah, Kayla, for sure. Kayla Yakoff and Pat- Patricia when she goes out there on the bagger. And uh, yeah, go out go out to the Ridge. If you're anywhere in that Washington area, go uh, go support Moto America. Go check out the racing. It's incredible racing. They're, they're crushing it. They have so many cool classes, so many different things for different types of motorcyclists so go check them out if you can't be there subscribe to their live plus package it's 109.99 for the season or 12.99 per event i need to get some giveaway vouchers for the live plus package from chuck so chuck when you listen to this hit me up let's let's do some giveaways for the fans 
Dunlop motor, Dunlop motorcycle tires, 19 inch and 17 inch tires off-road street. Check out their website, DunlopMotorcycleTires.com. Jerry Stinchfield, Roof Systems of Dallas, Texas, commercial and industrial roofing company with nearly 40 years of experience. Uncle Jerry dialing you right in on the commercial roofing. So hit up, hit up his website, commercialroofsystems.net. And Manscaped, support for Tank Slap and Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Been running the product for years. Robbie Bobby loves it. The trimmer is waterproof, provides proprietary skin-safe technology, with, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs. Um, man, great product. We've, we're stoked on having them on board with our show. A lot of fans have taken advantage of our discount code, and they've been stoked as well. Tank Slap 20 is the code free shipping and 20% off worldwide. Again, check out their website, manscaped.com. Use the code tankslap20. Um, it's good for like a variety of different different aspects of, uh, yeah, I don't know how to. It, it really is. It, it really It's funny. You would never think you'd use it and you're like, oh. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And, and it really, it says manscaped. I can promise you your lady will borrow it from you. Yeah. There's a lot of, <laughs> I don't know if she'll borrow it. She might need her own, but there's a yeah. lot of, a lot of ladies who, uh, who use the product, honestly. And it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. So check it out. Tank slap 20 is your code. If you want to save uh, stoked to have them on board, a lot of stokes going on, man. We're just quote unquote stoked to have all those sponsors on board, but let's get into Laconia. I'm kind of dude. Is it? So first off is is it Laconia or Loudon? Like we call it Laconia, but essentially it's it's Loudon, right? Like it's right outside the the Loudon racetrack, New Hampshire yeah, Motor Speedway. I think it's I think the actual event is called like Laconia Bike Week or Laconia Bike Rally, but the track I think is located in Loudon. Maybe I'm I'm not really sure. I mean, everybody knows, you know, where it is, what it is. You know, it's way up in northeast, but. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna start on a on a positive, man. The 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 race day weather was nice. It was warm. The sun was shining. Sunglasses was. were on. It was nice. <laughs> Shorts yeah, were I, looking good. I don't get up there that that much. Like I don't I don't really venture north from where I'm at in Pennsylvania. It's very uncommon. I even go up to New York. So to make that trip, it, it was like a seven hour drive for for us. But it was kind of cool because it was kind of new, new roads for me to travel. I don't like, I travel a lot. So the, the PA turnpike going West, <laughs> not a fun road for me. Cause I can pretty much drive that road with my eyes closed. It's very boring, but driving up through, we got to drive past New York city. That was cool. And blah, blah. And fuck. No one really cares, I guess, about, <laughs> about this info, but yeah. Uh, Laconia, Laconia is, uh, <laughs> It's right outside the New Hampshire Motor Speedway, which is like Loudon, and tr the track. So the the flat track, obviously, in 2019, it was sandy, a sand base. I wasn't there, obviously. Everyone's watched it, seen the footage. It was looked like riding riding on the beach, essentially. It was really sandy, and some of that was still there. It looked like the infield of the what we ran this past weekend. It was still sandy, and the pits were sandy-ish. Um, it's kind of crazy. I, I didn't, we're not really that close to the beach there. Are we like, I don't even know where they got all that sand, but, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't yeah. know the, yeah. And, and I didn't, I just now realized that you weren't there in 19. I, why weren't you there? I don't remember. Well, the first year for production twins, they didn't run short tracks or TTs. Right. So, um, that's right. Yep. Like I yep, could have rode the other class. Like I did, we did Atlanta that year. Um, 
I rode the normal twins class on the production bike, but budget for my, my team and uh, they're out of California and going to Laconia to, to run wasn't, wasn't on the budge. So yeah, I wasn't there, but I watched it and it was pretty, it's pretty stinking rough, but I guess we'll have to get into it if it was worse or better this, this year, Rob, and I'll kind of let you take the, take the rain on, on the track. We'll talk about the track excuse me, talk about oh, the track man. itself and then we'll get into well, the race in each individual class and, and talk about the, the, I mean, it was decent racing. Like the riders, I just want to give a lot of respect to the, to the riders that went out and, uh, and went out and put on a show. Like, I don't think the fans realize watching how gnarly a track like that can get and to go as fast as the guys are going, the riders, it, it makes it look like the track's not that bad. Um, like winter throwdown, the track, gets really rough. It's a cushiony rough and you watch the vintage guys go out and they're, they're kind of struggling or whatever. And you watch the, the top of the top of the line pros go out. It doesn't, they don't make it look rough at all. Cause they're so good at what they do. It's it's yeah, it's one of those things. And that's why I, I kind of posted a photo of the track and I wasn't trying to stir the pot. I was just like, Hey, track was rough as fuck. Here's a picture. And then, then it just took off from there. I was like, oh shit. So that honestly wasn't my yeah. intention. I was just trying to show that the track sucked. It was rough. And the guys and girl were, we were doing what we could with, with the track. So talk about the track a little bit, man. They put in, they brought in clay. I'll let you kind of go over the process of what they did on the new track and kind of your thoughts. I know you got some big thoughts, dude. You, you, yeah, God, I'm trying to bite my tongue, but it's just, it's just not happening, man. It's just, just not happening. So first off, um, let me just say this, you know, <laughs> whether or not I'm allowed back in an AFT pit, whether or not I get fired, these are my opinions, my opinions only, um, yep. I'm a loud mouth. I'm a hothead. I am just about what everybody says about me. But I think they also can say that I'm very, very, very freaking passionate. And parental warning, parental guidance, there's going to be some F-bombs dropped. There's going to be some cuss words dropped. So if you got little kids listening and you're, you're on the way to a race somewhere, I apologize. But uh, this is just me speaking from the heart. But um, we're, we're going to start with uh, a different approach here, or at least I'm going to. So for all the people that I've seen on Facebook that are posting pictures of their little sand track and are, Oh, this is how you prep your track to change and your water and shut the fuck up. Just, just shut the fuck up. This dirt was not dirt. This is some shit that you take and I could have scooped it up and made a bowl, a coffee mug a fucking, you know, like, what am I getting at here? Corey? Like, what's the, what's the procedure? Like, like, uh, like, like sculpting, what, sculpting yeah, clay. When you're in a high school or whatever elementary school, and you you build like a clay pot and you put in that fucking mic, uh, microwave, John, and yeah, it yes. was yeah, oh, the uh, the kiln, kiln, kiln. <laughs> put a kiln. So so before you guys like keep making yourselves look like fucking idiots, and, and I get it, I do the same thing myself. We all want to be like, oh, I could do it better, blah 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 blah. You know, we're gonna we're gonna get to AFT in a minute. Like we're we're gonna get there, and well, I say we, I, I will. Corey still needs to race this season, so. You know, I don't want him doing too much, but, and I'm speaking from the heart here. So, you know, all you people are like, oh, fucking A. You know, um, this is just my opinions, but shut the fuck up. That, that dirt is not some stuff that, you know, you're going to just take and drag a chain around. You're not going to do any kind of 
normal shit. It'd be like me trying to compare it to PDT. Like, oh, well, PDT, you know, I, I do this and I do that. Like, I would tell myself to shut the fuck up. <laughs> that being said, that being said, severe balls were dropped. And take that how you will. But I'm very unhappy, like, in general. And I've told, you know, I, I ribbed on, on B. Smith. You know, I ribbed on him all day. I ribbed on him at dinner the following night. I know he is so sick and tired of hearing from me. But at the end of the day, that's his job is to, you know, take it, so to speak. Um, and he can dish it back out, and I, I can take it too. And at the, at the end of the day, I'll still shake his hand. I respect the shit out of his writing. I respect his work ethic. I, you know, well, let me go. Anyway, uh, so we're going back. We're going to go back to like earlier in the week. You know, they're working the track in, they got it dug up. Cool. What we do know is that. Apparently, at some point, there was big storms coming. That that leads me to wonder why the fuck the track was dug up and not sealed off. Because we have this thing that just came out now. It's, it's very leading-edge technology. It is state-of-the-art. Like, Elon Musk just invented it, like, three days ago. So, maybe they didn't have it yet. But it's called, like, meteorologists, weather report, weather apps, radar... It all just came out. So maybe they didn't see the report that there's going to be a shitload of rain coming. That's fine. So then we get the pictures that are all over Facebook of the track under fucking water. So immediately I'm like, all right, well, cool. You know, they got lots of moisture. Awesome. Well, what I didn't see is that there was no hurry, in my opinion, to get the water off the track. So this water is sitting there just saturating this clay, this modeling clay we were talking about. It's not sand. It's not going to get drug out and just dried up in, a, in 20 minutes and go racing. So, yeah, I saw pumps, and I talked to Moorhead, and he's like, man, we got the pumps going as fast as we could, blah, blah, blah. What I want to know is who's making these calls. Why was there not troughs dug or ditches or whatever you will? We've got a skid steer first time in history of AFT this year we've had skid steers on on site which we're going to get into the skid steers a little bit later but in this instance they could have been utilized to dig in the infield now I don't care what New Hampshire they might have been like oh no 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 you can't do that you're not going to dig it up what I'm saying is dig some troughs to get that water off the track the water any plumber will tell you I got a very good friend who's a plumber he'll tell you the water is going to take the path of least resistance well in the infield and the inside of the corners up to the middle of the track was like little lakes. So all that water that's not getting pumped out immediately is just soaking in, just soaking in, soaking in, soaking in. So that was, that was one of my questions. Why are we just letting it sit there? Even though the pumps got there late, whatever, that's, that's, that's fine and dandy, but why are they just sitting there? So we get to the track and of course, you know, they call off practice. Which another thing kind of kind of sucks, you know. We we can never control Mother Nature, but what we can do is we can control how we react to Mother Nature. We can formulate a plan and a plan B, and then essentially a plan C if needed. And to me, it doesn't ever seem like there's leadership that's like, "Hey guys, we got this rain coming in." The number one priority in AFT, in my opinion, should be the fucking track. Period. I don't give a flying fuck. I love you, Juan. I love you, Mission. But I don't give a fuck if the mission tent is delayed getting set up. I don't care if Dave McGrath don't have everybody parked right, parked them fuckers outside. I don't give a shit. All hands on deck to get this track prepared for either a lot of rain or practice or whatever we're doing. Everybody, 
everybody on deck. Let's get this fucking track either sealed off to control the rain. Let's get this shit done. Let's let's prepare. Let's not react after the storm gets here and then we say, oh, well, shit, well, the, we had to order some pumps. Well, guess what, guys? You knew there was rain coming. Why are there pumps not sitting there waiting? I get it. Oh, well, there's not enough people on hand. I don't give a shit. Cameron Gray can take his rental car down to the rental store and get a pump in the back. Home Depot rents out pumps. You can go buy a trash pump at Harbor Freight for like 199 bucks. Like it could be on the truck from now on. It doesn't matter. So we're going to move on from that. So then we got all this rain sitting or water sitting in the track and decide we're going to seal it off. We're going to start rolling in. We've already canceled practice. Why the fuck are we rolling in and sealing off all this moisture that's underneath knowing that this is that that clay that's going to just just soak up every little you could spit on that track and that spit would probably still be saturated in that dirt like a day later it's that that gooey so i go over to one of the officials and and, you know and i I feel bad about this because i get like calls texts messages like hey rob what's going on with the track i'm not the best track guy in the world i have prepped a lot of tracks i make mistakes everybody makes mistakes this is not a oh rob pat yourself on the fucking back this no this is not that at all this is just me Going over there, like, kind of feeling out, you know, because I already know that they're going to say, like, no, we got it. We don't need your help, blah, blah, blah. That's fine. I'm not an employee of AFT. Like, they don't have to take my help, just like they don't have to take the other 400,000 people giving them advice and information. So they're, they're sealing it off, and my, my opinion is, hey, guys, there's no more rain coming. Again, I look at this, this, this thing now that we just came out with called radar. All right, we're good. There's no more rain, but it's, it's getting a little bit dark. So we have some wind no sun so why are we not digging up this track to air out the bottom because you can seal it off and make a little crust and we're going to get to that in a minute but why are we not doing what's necessary to get the track perfect for tomorrow so we've already missed today's practice right it's it's friday are you following me Corey? are we still are you still there oh yeah yeah no i'm, I'm <laughs> okay i didn't know if you're like asleep or not but anyway no, this, this is in I'm the here, dude. i'm here <laughs> so so anyway, so I'm like, hey, man, uh, in, in my opinion, you know, you need to dig that shit up because what's going to happen, you're going to seal it off and you're going to get ruts because we all know that, you know, that kind of clay, we don't all know, but I'm pretty familiar with, with gooey clay and we'll get to this in a minute on another track. And basically like, no, nah, no, nah, that's not what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to roll it in and uh, uh, we're going to see what it does. And I'm like, well, we, we know what it's going to do by rolling it in. You're going to, you're going to seal off the top and then it's going to be mushy mud underneath because they kind of like after it rained they took the little tiller machine and like basically took the top layer of mud and tilled it to the bottom so now you've got the normal rainwater down there plus this mud that was up on top and and here's where it gets really sketchy a lot of the riders and even aft were like oh shit the top's drying out well no fucking shit it's getting air it's getting wind it's getting sun so the top is now dry but the bottom is still just this this gummy goop. And you can walk on it with your feet, much less equipment. But you can walk on it with your feet and feel it pumping underneath. Now, for those who don't know what pumping is, it's when you take your foot or a wheel or a track or a big dozer, or whatever you want to put on there, and you push down in one spot and you look a few inches over and that shit's still moving. That's what that's what essentially pumping is. It's It's just massive saturation levels and and i'm not trying to use these ten dollar words because you know i'm not brent donnelly i'm not like a dirt genius 
I'm like the old school way of doing things, but I can, I can read some shit and I can understand some shit. So anyway, so we're like, all right, well, they're sealing off. So me and the boys and, and some other guys, you know, every, all the racers are walking around looking and, and everybody's giving their opinions on what to do, You're whether right or Friday. wrong. Let me just chime in. You're, this is Friday. We're, yeah. We're okay. still on Friday, guys. We're still on Friday. And the this Friday is where was, uh, we were supposed to have the test day Friday. So um, a lot of people yeah. were there kind of hanging out Friday. Um, I was there working on my bike, actually. I was there all freaking day working on that on my bike. So we were we were there. I didn't get a chance to go look at the track much Friday. I kind of glanced over a couple times. And every time I went over, it was kind of what, you know, what you were saying. They they had the uh, the top tilt up or whatever. Um, but I didn't actually go on the track like you did at all. So. Well, in, in, in an ideal situation with not that much saturation level, then yeah, it's, it's a great idea. Like, Hey, you know, the, the water level is only, you know, say two inches down. Well, I, I could look at it and tell it, it's at least six to eight inches. It could have been even more. I, I'm not sure. You know, I, I didn't want to go out there with a shovel or anything like that. You know, it, it's, that's, you know, not my place, but you know, every, every racer or crew chief or mechanic is going to kind of go and squish on the dirt and kind of, kind of feel it out. Because everybody's kind of bummed out because, you know, we got rained out for Friday when, when, yeah, there's a lot of standing water, but I, I feel like, you know, and I could be wrong on this because nobody will ever know at this point, but I feel like if steps were taken, I feel like we still could have practiced on Friday. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of AFT guys like, oh, fucking bullshit. And, and I could be wrong on that. That's fine. But what we do know is that they made the severe wrong call to, to seal it off and not have these troughs dug as soon as they start seeing water creeping up on that track, that's when you start relieving that water. That's when you get in your machinery, whatever you got to do to prepare the track. Now, yeah, it might make the infield look a little bit uglier on TV. Cool. Put some banners over it. This goes back again to the track doesn't ever seem to be the number one priority with the show. You know what I mean? Does that, does that make sense? Like, like to me, yeah. it'd be like saying, you know, we're going to, we're going to host the Oscars, but we're not going to invite any of the actors and actresses who are, who are the you know stars of the show we're gonna focus on you know making everything else look pretty and cool and and you know everybody's a good vibe and everybody's happy and stuff but except for the racers I mean, are pissed it's off like, the team owners are it's kind of like when you go to a wedding like say you're going to a really nice fifty thousand dollar wedding and they have hot dogs and chicken fingers for the for the meal like yeah um, there you go perfect example. yeah i mean i have perfect. so like i'm on i'm on board with uh with some of these and I have kind of like my own, it's actually, I'm kind of quite a bit like, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with anything you're saying. I have like a different approach to what could be done. Um, and I'll, I'll go, I mean, I'll chime in on that. Um, when we, when we get, yeah, to I'm, I'm, I'm going to move on. I'm, I'm no, I'm just like rambling on, but I, and I, and I get it. But like I said earlier and, and yesterday and the day before, like I'm, I'm still fired up, man. Cause you got all these riders that are there. You got these team owners and everybody's there's a group consensus. And, and the majority is like frustrated and pissed off because I think a lot of them can already see the writing on the wall. Like, well, here's another track's going to turn into a shithole. And, and I'm like trying to be positive. And I even told Dalton stuff I'm like, guys, we're going to, we're going to stay po focused and positive because everybody's got to race the same track, which we get that That's cliche, kinda, you know, blah, know, blah, blah. That, that can be said. And I say that a lot, like a lot of these tracks that I struggle with, you know, like my grandpa or somebody be like, yeah, I'm like, man, I really struggle. Like, yeah. Well, the track was shit. I'm like, yeah, well, so-and-so fucking figured it out. You know, as a rider, you yeah. try not to um, try not to I don't anyway. I don't try to give the track an excuse for a performance. So, you know, but you can only pull the 
it's the same track for everybody so many times before it's like, yeah, result wise. Yes. That makes a lot of sense. But the aspect of having, having a track like that is, and I was saying it too, it's somebody that comes to Laconia and watches us, watches that event for the first time. They want to come see professional flat track racing. They want to see what they see on on any Sunday on the mile all sideways and going fast. And, you know, just what we're able to do, what you see on Instagram, like Dalton and um, uh, yeah. some of the, uh, some of the yeah. other guys like sideways, like B Smith, some of his really cool videos on his Cali twin and Baker and, you know, people that are getting sideways, it, it, you want to see that. And when they see us just where we were at at Laconia, it's such a bad look to try and promote what we do. Like I felt like a complete squid and I'm a decent flat track racer and I, just trying cool. to get around, trying to get around the track and just not, it's just not a good look for, for racing, like on TV, like the coverage, like, um, we just need it's horrible. Yeah. And, and, and we need to do like what, like you said, the, the track, um, not, not as much emphasis. And that's kind of where I'm at is being put on going to great tracks. It's more so, Oh, Laconia bike week. Cool. This seems like a good idea. Let's build a track in the parking lot and, and race during Laconia bike week, or let's go to Texas motor speedway. It's right outside, you know, it's a NASCAR track, or let's go to, um, you know, Charlotte last year during NASCAR weekend or, you know, um, you know, just we're, we're focusing on, on some of these intangibles to um, make a great event, but then we have a really crummy racetrack. Like it goes back to um, like Coda when we went to Coda in 2000, uh, when was that? 2016. We, you know, Oh, Coda, like that's sick. It's during MotoGP weekend. Let's build a track in the parking lot. And it was a shithole and it's, X games, you know, X games. Awesome. We're in the X games and all the tracks were just very subpar. It didn't show what we were able to do. Um, showcase. Well, and it, you know. Here's what's fucked. Here's what's so, fucked up about the X game situation. All these other sports have these perfect, like, you know, proper built takeoff ramps. And for the super or the, the, the jumping guy, the freestyle guys, you know, the skateboard ramps are perfect. And then, so they're all showcasing the best people in their sport. And then here comes flat track and it's a single little, you know, shithole and just follow the leader and blah, blah, blah. So getting, getting past that, like, like we're both in, in somewhat in agreement on the fact that, you know, we're not emphasizing enough on the main thing that puts on the show that you sell to mission foods. You know, you put on the show, you sell to progressive, you put on the show and all of a sudden, you've got all this hype and this talk and you're using like footage from great places, but then you go there and these new fans come in. They're like, what the fuck am I watching? Like these guys, it looks like a freaking funeral procession. Just everybody's kind of following and tiptoeing. And, and, and this is another thing that pisses me off that like, I'm not that guy. Like that's like, Hey Dalt, you know, Hey, back it down. You know, like, look at me. I'm the one taping his ankle back together, telling him to suck it up, you know, at, at New York last year. And I'm sitting there telling my guy like, Hey man, look, let's let's try our best but let's just come out of there with some points let's just survive like what crew chief mechanic whatever rider coach is going to be like look man you need to back it down a little bit like it's like i don't want you getting hurt and then now we see another rider or a few riders going down getting some pretty good injuries like johnny lewis like he's uh, he's known for a aggressive crazy kind of awesome style like hanging it out there and dude he about like literally gave jesse janish a royal infield enema 
and and luckily both of these guys are such good riders and such professionals that they stayed on their bikes. But now we have Johnny Lewis. Is is he going to be out for Lima? Like nobody really knows yet. But we know he's got a pretty severe knee injury. Similar Watching to what his. Got. Uh, oh yeah, I was going to mention. Well, I was going to get to. Johnny in the, when we talk about the races, but, um, man, watching that, I, so I was behind them during the semi and I, I saw him catch his leg. I was like, well, that was pretty bad. And then watching the slow-mo, somebody sent me the slow-mo yesterday. And as a guy who tore his MCL last year at Weedsport, it was probably half as bad. Like it felt half as bad as what he did or what it looked like. And I just, if that's all, like if he ended up, I'm hoping, like, I have no idea. I haven't talked to Johnny, but I know he's going to get it checked out, but I'm hopefully it's not an ACL because those are no joke. And if he can get out of that looking that type of whatever happened with just like a torn MCL, that would be a win-win. Like that was, that was gnarly. And that was my biggest fear was getting out of there with, as I get older, I'm like, man, I got to protect my knees. Like I don't jump off. Like Cruz always wants to jump off like stairs and shit. I'm like, nah, man, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm just like launch it off a staircase. Dad, yeah, do it. I'm like, it could be like four stairs and I'm, I'm athletic. Like I'm not, it's not that I can't do it. I'm just like, yeah, I'm not going to do that right now. So like when I, when I got on the track, the first practice, I went to stick my leg out it was like I barely grazed it, and it was just Wah! I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, that's what Dalton said. There's some exactly pretty funny photos was... of me in the main event, and I'm full moto leg on my twin. Just like I don't think I put my leg down. I don't think I put any pressure well, on my the whole race. Like I don't think I I was terrified. Like I'm like, man, I need to get out of here with my with my anything CL on my knee attached. To like <laughs> I need to get out of here with with. Oh um, my gosh, I know. Well. Before we move on too much, I'm I'm still I'm still fired up on the track thing. So let me get back on my 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 high horse here. Yeah, if go you, ahead if you and, will. and but, talk about that for so, a minute because and I'm going to chime in on what like I I have like a different like a little bit slightly a different opinion. But yeah, go ahead and then awesome. Yeah, nope, that's chime that's in. totally cool. Like that's what we're here for. So so all right. So they're gonna they're here. We are you know practice is canceled and everybody's kind of there watching them and then we decide that they're gonna just kind of roll it in with the trucks i'm like all right well i guess we'll just see what that does like i'm at this point i'm like all right well you know it it is what it is they're making their call and it's it's above me which is totally fine like it is what it is so then it comes like i don't know eight eight thirty or so and i'm like hey how's it going you know what's going on oh yep we're gonna just uh we're gonna let it sit for the night and see what see what she looks like in the morning and that's when i kind of lost my shit uh mentally mentally lost my shit because me being me i'm like particular in, in Greenville might just suck ass next week. But I can tell you one thing, like I don't quit. I don't stop till the job is done. And the fact that like, they just took off for the night. Like and I told them, said, dude, this is a, this is a track that you're going to have to work all night long to dry out. You're going to have to get your asses out there. And I'm not, this is not me looking for a pat on the back or a high horse, but I volunteer. So I will stay here all night long and work this track for you guys to help it get dried out. So we have something to work with tomorrow. No, oh, you can't dig it up. You can't dig it up. Blah, blah, blah. And I got into an argument multiple times with, with a couple track officials because I'm not okay with just like quitting and seeing what it does for tomorrow. Cause here's what we do know. You sit there and you let it, nothing's going to change. If you don't change anything, nothing changes period. That's, that's the fact of life in anything. So here we know we have this track that took a shitload of water and collectively 
and officials are gone. Where is the leadership that's like, hey, guys, nobody's going to the hotel. We're not drinking. I'm ordering some pizza. We're going to stay here until this track is ready. And I'm going to use Eldora as a perfect example. I'll use Pensacola Dirt Track as a perfect example. We've had shit piles before, and I refuse to give in knowing. So guess what, guys? It's going to be a late night tonight. I'm sorry. Here's some extended pay, whatever it is. We're going to get this track right. And somehow leadership is like, nah, man, let's just let it sit overnight because doing nothing is going to solve everything. And then it sure as shit, the next morning, they start working on the track. And this is another thing that kind of pisses me off. You know, here comes the skid steer with this roller thing on. And this is, this is, this is race day. And I'm like, what, what the fuck are we doing, guys? Like, what is this roller doing? This skid steer. Now, an average skid steer weighs between, I'm going to guess, seven to 10,000 pounds. It might even be 12,000, but we'll just use a lightweight, 7,000 pounds. I, I can see 12. they're rolling on the I think track. It's 12. Regardless, 12, I can see on the track they're trying. Here, here's, what, here's what just boggles my mind. They've got this thing to knock down the high spots, which in theory, great idea. But what they're not looking at or her leadership is not seeing is that the skid steer is making its own ruts in the track. So what they're doing, they're taking the high spots down and all they're doing every time and they're moving over and there's more high spots because the track is pumping because it's still soaking freaking wet underneath. So first time in the history of, of shit, flat track, I'm seeing a skid steer being used for track prep. Now, I'm sure they were probably thinking, well, we just can't do much because the track, you can't put a grater on there. Like people are like, oh, just get the grater out there and scrape it off. Well, then you'll have even deeper ruts. We yeah, know I mean, this. This is, this is not a we, we They f- did try it. Let me, let me get in here for a sec. I, I will say they did do, um, they tried the box blade and um, Dave, the guy that does like runs the equipment, he, he, he runs the equipment well. Like the box blade was like, he was, they tried the box blade. You would think that would kind of work, but the thing was, like you said, um, it was just so wet underneath. Not with that like, gooey, not with that gooey stuff though. The no, box I, blade, what that's going to do is, is peel. The right. box blade is going to peel. It's not going to drag and fill in the low spots, which is what a box blade is for. Like right. a box blade cuts down the. T- so yes, your thought, which is probably what they were thinking too, like oh, we'll just fill in the low spots and pack it in. Well, you get these little crumbs, and and they did try and till it up, and they made these little small balls. Well, small balls are not going to are not going to bond. Like that's another thing that we we know. You have a and lot of, of course, experience with small balls, so yes, we'll, uh, yes, yes, I do. Good. I've seen yours multiple times, and, and <laughs> you know, I'm I'm sorry for you on that, but it is what it is. <laughs> so it's like all these balls are dropped, <laughs> giggity. But there's no accountability. Like there's no. I just it boggled my mind when they were just so willing to be like, all right, well, we're done for the night. Like. That kills me. Look at Eldora, the million-dollar race they got coming up. They had more rain than we did. It's a bigger track. They've got equipment. we got equipment. Now, of course, I'm sure their equipment you know, is probably a little bit better, but we're dealing with a track that could fit in the size of their bathroom. You know what I mean? It's like it's, it's small. So I, I get on to B. Smith's ass, you know, and fair point. He's very professional during all this. You know, he's giving me his, his opinions and I'm giving him my opinions and it's not, he's not like being a hard ass or anything like that. But you know, at the same time I tell he's getting it from all angles. So B Smith, I love you, buddy. But you know, I, I get it. Nobody wants that job, but, um, they're, uh, they're, they're, they're running this, this skid steer on it. They're trying to drag the box blade and I'm just like shaking my head. Like I, you, you missed your window guys. Like this was yesterday's time to be doing all that, that crap. And, and it's just, it's so frustrating to me that, you know, 
it just didn't seem like it was a priority to me. Like it, that's the way I felt. And then talking to multiple team owners, talking to multiple riders and they're like, we're still here working on these bikes to put on the best show as possible. Like we turned those Hondas upside down because we knew what to expect from the track. Like our guys were there working and finally we're like, all right, well, I guess, you know, we're, we're nothing else we can do. Cause we're, we're, we're done. We're done. And, and to see the look on team owners faces and riders faces, it just, they know, and they're already anticipating a shitty track. It, it really hurts my feelings. Cause at that I got point, better shit I could be doing. At that point, for setup wise, for the fans listening as a rider, you know, my team's like, well, how do we set the bike up? And I'm like, dude, just make it comfortable. Like, um, there's not much That's you it. can do here. Like, give me something that I'm comfortable with because it's no secret. Like, I don't like super rough tracks at my age and my size. Trying to manhandle a twin on on a little rough short track, it's, you know, it's it's a challenge for me. Like, so I'm just like, dude make it comfortable. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, do what I can. Um, don't expect much out of me in practice. I, I might qualify 16th, but I'll, I'll keep plugging away. And by the main event, I'll put myself in a decent position. Like I always feel like I can, I can make up time. And, you know, it was like, just get me comfortable. Um, so we went from, I thought it was going to be like a slick short track, kind of like a really slick clay track, like a mini Hagerstown maybe I was hoping it would just be like slick and paperclip and it went to just kind of survive so you know narrow wheels taking heavy wheels off uh, suspension setting it up like a motocross bike essentially as much as we, you can set up a twin like a like a moto bike so um yeah and I just before like I we, we, we could talk about the track forever and I just wanted to kind of throw in my an, an added thought and I feel pretty strong about this. And I don't know, this is for me, it's not pointing fingers. Like it's, I, that was never my intention. I, you know, it's, I'm not stoked on, you know, the season so far. I feel like we've had probably the worst tracks to start a season since I've been a pro in 2007. Um, not pointing fingers. Cause I don't know who is in charge of what job I legit don't know. There you go. Hold on. Let me interrupt you. Let me interrupt you. I was hoping you were going to say something like that. Cause I was going to say something you just said, Cause I don't know who's in charge. Like nobody knows who's in charge of like track stuff. Like who makes these calls? Like who was the guy that was, that's, that's what I want to know. There's no accountability ever. Who was the guy that's like, Hey guys, we got mud underneath here. Let's mix in some more mud and let's seal it off. Yeah. And it's okay. Who is accountable for those calls? Yeah. And it's okay to say like, yeah, we're really sorry. The track sucks. Like we fucked up like anytime. Okay. There you go. Damn it. Thank you. I'm interrupting you again. I'm interrupting the fuck out of you right now. And I'm sorry. I love you. But at the end of the day, here's another thing that pissed me off. The accountability. If my shit sucks, like I've had shitty racetracks before, like due to Mother Nature, due to just I've had my greater break. I've had just about every scenario you can think of. At the end of the night, I'm like, hey, man, look, you know what? We fucked up on the track. Like we struggled. We didn't make it happen. If I was AFT in that position, I'd be going to every single track or every single rider, pit owner. Yeah. Like, guys, yeah. you know, I've never once been like heard. Hey guys, you know, we, we fucked up, man. We, we made some wrong calls today. Like, no, they, they, we're sorry. It's kinda, they, they get like, some of the people get like angry that you're angry and it's like, man, like, I don't know what you want from us. Like we're spending a lot of money and we're trying to put on a good show. We have sponsors. We're heavily invested more so than you guys are. And like, like winter throwdown, man, I barely slept the first night because you know, the track was, we struggled with a rough track. Our grader broke 
And like the next morning, a riders meeting, I would and, and going around, I'm just like, I was so I'm like, dude, I feel so bad. I'm so sorry, guys. The track turned out this way. Like Dave, um, the track owner, he literally was up until five in the morning working the track, trying to get it better. Like it was, you know, I took full accountability and I it wasn't even necessarily my you know, something I could control, but like I'll take accountability because it's my event. And it's, it's one of, yeah, accountability. And these are outlaw races. Yeah. And accountability would go a long way. And again, so anyway, I'm not pointing fingers. Cause I, like I just said, I don't know who is in charge of what, but I just think, um, I don't know if the track prep guys, you know, obviously you feel they dropped the ball and, um, I would agree based on what you said, there are some things that could have been done differently. Um, a hundred percent, but I also don't think that uh, they were given a super fair shot at having a successful track. Um, I don't think that dirt was worth a shit. Like you bring in dirt, you know, I seen videos online. They were bringing in that dirt. I think it was like early January or end of December. They're bringing in that clay to put in a parking lot in the middle of winter in New Hampshire. And the race is early June. It snows into May in New Hampshire um, they never, from what I understand, they, they never had a race there. They never ran cars there, like a race. They put the clay down, they worked it, they brought in cars to test there, but they never like, they never ran like a trial event. Like, a, they never tried bikes there. I don't think like from what I seen on the new clay or what I heard, they never even ran anything there. So, um, aside from the rain, and everything else, like, I just don't think putting a track in a parking lot, throwing clay on, you know, and a couple months later, five months being winter, that the track is even anybody like, you know, like I said, there's things they probably obviously could have did better, but I just think the planning, my biggest thing is the planning leading, leading up to this needs to be accountable as well. Like, um, let's go to racetrack. Like let's go to racetracks that we know are going to be good. Like, so we, we take all this off the table. Like I've been, though, I was talking with another rider and I've gone to local tracks near me for over 10 years. And the, like the track has never been bad, like never been worse than where it was there. So you go to Hagerstown or Port Royal, you go anywhere. And it goes back to you talking about, Oh my, this is how we prep my track. It's always good. It's like, some tracks prep themselves. Um, as a promoter, I wouldn't take a risk like that. I wouldn't risk doing a track in a parking lot um, and never putting well, bikes on it like prior to the event and just hoping it's good. Um, yeah, I, I, I on agree. A, on, a, on a race at that level, I would never just like wing it kind of wing with, it. <laughs> what they're and like Missouri, like the, last year, I saw photos of that track. We, like we go to Missouri in April it literally is it's it snowed there the week before we went or two weeks whatever it was f- like freezing weather and a year like a half a year ago there was trees growing in the middle of the track like why like we're not cars we need a very sorry we need a very such choking we need a very specific surface to uh to showcase what we can do like yeah we can go around in a circle but like to give the fans a good show and our sponsors and create something exciting for people to watch. We just need better tracks. Um, yeah. So I'm not, I'm not putting, I'm not putting full blame on, on the guys that we're prepping. Um, you know, I, I think there's stuff they, again, for the third time, they could have done better. 
Um, accountability. I'd love to see accountability. Like, man, you just don't see any fucking accountability. Um, and this is nothing directed toward anyone individually. It's just take some accountability. Like, um, that would go a long way, but I also don't think they were given a fair shot, um, from, for, and that put that blame on whoever, but I just think we need to do better, better planning. Um, we need to go to better venues. So that's, that's kind of what, how I feel as well. I mean, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with all of what you said. I agree with all of what you said. My, my point is that, you know, we can't, we, what's the, you can't cry over spilled milk in, in a sense to where like, you can't just show up and the track crew's like, all right, well, this is just shit dirt. Like, again, you don't stop trying to work it. You don't, you don't just be like, all right, well, it's eight o'clock, you know, we're, we're done. We're going to call it night and, and hope it's better in the morning. Like that, that's where the accountability oh, comes agree. back in too. You know yes. what I mean? Like, yeah, like and, I and, and I do agree with you at winter throwdown, like your guys, I, I see that kind of stuff. And then I pay attention to that kind of stuff. And, and again, hats off to you for that too. I've been up all night long working tracks before that have been just completely flooded, completely fucked. Um, perfect example, Sonoya. I don't even know if you've ever been there before, but Sonoya has got this really weird dirt. that's like gooey clay. That's like mined out of somewhere and, and trucked in. We had a practice night at Sonoya. And the track was fucking garbage. Like, and I hate this because every other time we've been there, it's been like freaking amazing racing top to bottom. I'm like, guys, y'all need to, and this is again, where leadership comes in, sat down, Bubba Pollard, one of the best car racers in the freaking world. And he saw that like, oh yeah, it's a little bit rough for the bikes on it. The cars are fine. I'm like, this ain't going to work for my bikes. Whatever we got to do, we're going to do it. They had their freaking crew there all night long. And we got the race in the next day. Did it cost me a little extra in the long run? Absolutely. Diesel ain't cheap. It was, it was cheaper then than it is now. I get that. But the racers see that. They saw the effort was put in. And even if that track was shitty the next day, just like if Laconia would have been still shitty, which it probably would have been with the crappy dirt. But the riders, the team owners, the managers, they see that initiatives were taken to still try. You don't just be like, oh, well, that's the best we can do. We got, we got you know. 24 hours to sit around here and hope it just gets better on its own. And that, that fucking infuriated me, dude, like to yeah. no end. And, 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 and I get that you only dealt so much like B Smith. He was, he he told me to my face, like, look, man, the, the discs are broken or the, I think he said the bearings are out in or whatever. You know what? Guess what? As a, as a, as a dude that has to get shit done, I'd have my fucking ass on Facebook marketplace looking for some discs to buy that night. Or there was multiple rental places. There was equipment rental stuff. Like it, it's, there's always a solution. You can always, you can always find something, but it was just, it was just yeah. good enough. Like, all right, we're leaving. Well, you know? especially and, like, especially a series like, like we have where we're spending a lot of money on, on, on other aspects of what we're doing, but it's just a disservice to the, to the riders. And man, I, I just, I try to be quiet on, not try to be quiet. Like I try to focus on what I need to focus on, but at, 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 this was kind of like the breaking point for me. And it was just, I'm just bombed. Like, it's just, it's one of them things, man. It's like, I got done. Like I did what, did what I had to do. I went out, you know, I, yeah, I, we'll talk about that. We'll get into the racing here now, but I was like, man, I go out and do what I got to do, but it just sucks. Like, I'm just tired of talking well, about racetracks and it, it's annoying to read everybody's shit. And I just like, you know, I'm, it's, it's just same old thing. And it's just a bummer, man. And I like, I'm bummed because I have a lot of friends that, that work for AFT and a lot of people I, I do like respect and like talking to, but you know, so I, I hate to even 
bring it up, but man, it, like the accountability thing just needs to be addressed and we just well, need to do just, better. Like I love the sport. I don't have every answer. I'm not a, you know, our, you're not, your word isn't the word, like your opinion, obviously someone, people are giving you shit on the, on your post about, Oh, can't wait to hear Robbie's opinion. It's like, well, fuck off. Don't listen. Like this is our platform to speak what, how we feel. And a lot of people tune in <laughs> some people don't, but you know, it's, it's, it's just how we feel. Well, it's not, we're not saying we're right and everybody else is wrong. Well, maybe Rob's saying that, but it's, it's, it's no, not. I'm not all. Hey dude, like I said, I could be eating the biggest pile of crow shit next weekend at Greenville. Like it could be a shithole, but guess what? I'm not going to stop working. Like if it needs more water, guess what? We're going to stop the whole program and put some water down and make it as best as we can get it. We're not going to quit. But again, get back to accountability. Like all these teams invest all the money in what we were told to do. You know, especially the twins guys. Imagine the twins guys are like, all right, well, guess what? Now you got to buy new cams. You got to take and get different wheels. You got to do all this shit. And then they get there. And it's like, well, we're putting in all this effort. Like, I'll use my team for an example. Because I, I don't know everybody else's ins and outs. It's none of my business. But I know for a fact, Mike Turner went above and beyond to make his pit appearance look good. All his mechanics look good. All his riders look good. His, his fan walk, everything about what he did by the book to AFT standards and then be like, Hey, guess what? This is the shit you get to race on for all your efforts. And it's like, I don't know how much he spends just to get his stuff to the track because it takes an army. Like they say, I mean, your guys come from California, so I know they're spending money. It's, it's just, just not it's so fun. Either. Like, like I'm not, it's not, obviously we're not, it's, you know, it's a job for us, but I've lost the love of racing flat track this year. Like there hasn't been a track. I mean, Red Mile, they, they did. I had fun there. Like it was cool. They, they prepped the track well, but these other tracks, like for me and whatever, and pity me or whatever, I just like, don't fuck. I haven't been having fun. It's like, dude, I just want to ride my, like I wrote a, I rode square deal last weekend um, in practice and I had fun riding my flat track bike. You know, I'd rather right now, lately, I just like, dude, I, like riding in a circle, it's just turned into so much of a job riding my motorcycle. It's just, I've lost the fun in it. It's like, dude, like I, when I ride my dirt bike on the moto track, I have fun riding motorcycles and I go to these tracks and it's just like, man, this sucks. Like, um, fuck, like, I guess it's time to go out again. This sucks. Like, <laughs> it's like I, I know, I know. It's like, don't get your helmet on, just, bud. And yeah, that's just being honest. Like whatever it's, it's my job. And this is, you know, we get paid to go out there and race, but you want to enjoy what you do. And it's just hasn't been fun for me. Um, but anyway, well, let's, I'm... yeah, let's get into the racing quick. We'll talk about that. Um, cause I want to give a shout out to the riders who did well and had successful days. There was a lot of first time achievements and some guys made that track their bitch. Uh, and I don't want to bitch about the track for three hours. It is what it is. It's over with. no. You know, we'll say positive. Let's let's turn positive. What class we're going to first? Let's start. Yeah. Uh, well, let's just go in the order that we race the main events. Uh, production twins. That is, uh, I had I one like we talked about Johnny Lewis in the semi. That was a good save. So gnarly. Um, yeah. Good thing. What your a legs save. Still in. You know, that. truthfully, tr and I'm going to say this. Truthfully, Jesse Janice should be thankful it was Johnny because there's about 20 other riders that if they were oh, close yeah. enough that. They might have both been piled up into the wall because Johnny Lewis can do some shit on a motorcycle that not many people can. And that save right there to keep the bike under control, and even though he still got into Jesse a little bit, 
the fact that both of them were not piled up in the air fence upside down. I can promise you right now, if that was me, we would have both been probably over the air fence in the parking lot wrecked. So, God dang, yeah. Johnny, man, I hope you're all right, dude. But what a save. And Jesse also what a save, man. He he rebounded and uh, he came back and kicked ass. And I think he, pro- he probably thought that Johnny was just being a little aggressive because he kind of put a little worm burner on Johnny uh, when he passed him back just a little bit. But uh, after the race, I mean, they're, they're, they both, you know, Johnny is obviously a classy dude and was like, hey, man, that's, that's my bad. And, and while he's got this ice pack around his, his leg and stuff. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. And, and uh, Johnny, I, like, he's, he's not the most fun guy to race next to because he's super aggressive. Like, I respect that. And I, I, um, I like the competitiveness that Johnny brings. Like, when I'm racing with Johnny, we're kind of, we're going after it. Um, but like you said, not many guys can save that and not take, not take Jesse out. So I will say, man, like Johnny is, uh, what he can do on a bike is is pretty incredible. And yeah, it was a, a good save, but going to the main event, uh, for me, like I obviously didn't get to watch, watch it cause I was in it, <laughs> but, uh, I got third in that semi and I started inside back row for the main event. And I was, I think I was sixth or seventh off the line. I had a good start, but things were kind of, it's a tight track. So turn one got a little hairy. Uh, I think I got by Zabala and then I followed Johnny for a while. And then I got by Johnny and slowly, actually like the last seven, eight laps of the race, my, I felt like pretty solid. Like my times were good and kind of moseyed along to a lonely fourth place finish, but (laughs) shout out to Billy Ross, man. I, came across the line and I was expecting Jesse to, to have the win because uh, he had pole in the main and I saw him get the whole shot. And it's really uncommon for, for Jesse to make a mistake. He's a pretty smooth rider. And, uh, and I saw Billy Ross was stoked and I was like, damn, Billy Ross must've won. So shout out to Billy. He's kind of a quiet kid. I don't know him well. Uh, I know he's a really good rider. He's I've seen him at outlaw races do really well. And, his parents have always been really nice when I've talked to them. And like I said, he's, he's kind of quiet, but good rider and got his first win. The, uh, the XGs seem to like, they seem to work really well in my class, especially at that track. They were seemed like really like driving forward through the, the bumps. Like when I was behind Jesse in our semi, I was kind of spinning off the corner and hitting the bumps and he was kind of driving through them. And yeah. So Billy Ross grabbed his first win and, Got a pretty Man, that, aggressive, pretty aggressive pass on Jesse. It wasn't like dirty, but he like went in there and and took the win. Like you, he, he, yeah. he earned it. No, so it was, was he. It really, it was really a, a a textbook ride that didn't really look like. I mean, I don't want to call him a rookie. He's been racing for a long, long time, but. Man, it was it was really freaking awesome because uh you know I'm, I'm i've known them a long time like they've been to a bunch of my races he's he's came down to florida and trained and and whatnot you know several times as well and the the fan this the family thing with those guys you know they've had their struggles they've had you know like everybody they've had financial problems as far as you know shit what are we going to ride this week do we even have a bike lined up and he's been on i think at kawasaki he's been on ktm this year he got himself an xg and and just it was cool because the honda team was kind of stand up and turn two on the exit and then billy ross's mom was standing next to me and like seeing the emotion in her eyes, like kind of like, oh my gosh, my baby's finally gonna do it. And then the Bill, you know, is standing right there next to her, and like it kind of made me tear up. And I was like, kind of patting him on the back, and I said to, him, I don't remember what, something like, you know, you know, all the hard work is finally about to pay off. You're gonna get your first win, blah blah. And just he's just eye laser focused on watching his kid, and it was so cool to see that because 
you know, they've put in the work. They've been on the struggle bus just like everybody else. And sometimes it seems like they've been on an even bigger struggle bus because I've seen them come to a race before and their bike broke in practice and they just had to leave. They didn't have any other options. And just to see that and see how happy and excited they were for him was was just amazingly exciting. And uh, and, and I think Jody or somebody, hell, I'd known she was filming. I would have gotten my fat ass out of the way. But, you know, it was just so exciting to be there and, and see the, the excitement because that's what gets me, man. It put a little tear in my eye even just watching it because, uh, you know, I, I've been there before. I've been there, the dude that's like, well, fuck, man, I'm, I'm if I can't at least make some gas money, I'm not going to be able to make the next race. And, uh, yeah, and, and, man, cool. and, and, and it was it was a veteran ride, man. He just kind of stalked Jesse and, and yeah, some lappers kind of got into play. They did their best with the blue flags. And, and there's always going to be times where when you're leading a race, like you come up on a lapper at the wrong time. And, and Billy did like a perfect textbook, like stalk, wait for a weakness and pounce. Like, yeah, you know, he, he was aggressive. We need to be and And he earned every bit of that. And then, um, you know, of course, you know, Jesse was bummed, but the team has been kicking ass and working hard. And I know, you guys are having an intensely good championship battle. And uh, it was good to see Bromley back too, man. And, and third, I, uh, I wish we see him at more rounds, but um, it was good to see him get on the podium and hopefully he took home a few, few dollars and maybe we'll see him at Lima or one of these other races soon. I, I doubt we're going to see him go to California, but um, I'm sure he'll be at PA and a few other ones. So um, yeah. yeah, that was, shout that was a really, yeah, yep, really good to, race. Shout out to Billy for the win. That was uh it's cool to see anybody grab their first win. That was uh, it's special. And yeah, Jesse, man, he's been riding good all year and we're buddies, man. I, I really like Jesse. And it's one of those things where when two young kids are going for a common goal, they kind of like, they don't get along as well. And, and I'm stoked for Jesse. Like I want to beat the guy, but it's, it's cool what he's done. I've always known he's a good rider and it's just, uh, it's fun to race with him. He's pushing me this year and pushing my team. They have Anson Hines team to, they're pushing me to, to do better. And I, I like that, like win or lose. I like to be, I like to get better and I'm looking forward to the rest of the year. And then Bromley, I didn't even know he was coming until I think a couple of days for the race, somebody said it or something. I was like, Oh, well, he'll be good. Like he's a tall, strong kid. He's a good short tracker. He's crafty. So, um, yeah, I, I don't go out for beers with Bromley. Like that's kind of common knowledge, but I've never not shown him uh, respect as a rider. He's a good rider, and he's when he shows up, he's he's good. I know he likes to play the off the couch thing, but dude's been racing his whole life. Um, it's not like he's been away from the sport for ten years, just sitting around on his ass. So, um, <laughs> no, no, yeah, player. I don't, I don't buy the off, I don't buy the off the couch shit either. But at the same time, like maybe maybe he was on the couch, but dude's so talented, like. <laughs> It'd be yeah. like me, like I'm not surprised if Mike Tyson came back, you know, and started training and kicked somebody's ass. I mean, it's just one of the things. Like, like I'm very, very happy for him. But, but come on, guy, you're 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 way too talented to to play that card. <laughs> yeah, and that's one of the things. Like, bro, come on, like you're you're a good rider. Like, I don't know why it's always like, oh, uh, you know, I I'm off the couch and you know this is my eBay motor. It's like, dude, you have a great support system. Like, you have great people. Like Nick Henderson, I'm sure helps him out still, and he's really good mechanic and uh yeah so it, it's not a surprise at all like he's a former singles champion you want to play that underdog role but dude you've been winning races your whole life you're a horizon award winner so definitely no surprise on my end he's he's a good rider he's crafty so uh yeah shout out to those guys on the podium and i'll take a fourth get the hell out of there um i've said that a lot yeah, of races I mean this year where i'm like dude i'm just I'll take it. Let's get out of there. But at some point I need to start doing better. Uh, I can't just say like, 
we salvaged, we salvaged. Like if I salvage something all year, I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to be where I need to be. So um, been putting in a lot of time since that race watching and uh, yeah, anyway, just trying to figure out a way I can be better and I'm going to, I'm going to push, man. I really am. And um, yeah, so it's going to be interesting. There's, you know, behind me, it was Johnny Lewis and Cole Zabala and a lot of guys that are really good. Cameron Smith, Ben Lau, like a lot of guys who are really good, rough short track riders like the the class isn't easy like you look back through the through the field and it's like dude it's stacked like there's guys that are they're good riders so yeah moving forward on that it'll be a good year i want to move to the singles i didn't watch a lot of the singles racing the way the pits were set up at laconia you had to like climb like a rock garden like where we were it was like a yeah. rock bed up to the track and in a steel shoe, like trying to climb rocks is kind of like sketchy. So it was a pain in the ass to try and watch there, which kind of sucked. And then there's banners that you had to like peek, peek through the banners to try and watch anything. So I didn't get to see a lot of the racing. Uh, Paul Ott, who is like my setup guy and kind of like, so like one of my good friends now, like we, we, he helps me out a lot with, with my racing. And he was like, yeah, everybody kind of looks like shit except Cody cop. Like he looks, he looks yeah. like he's trail riding out there. I'm like, Oh really? I got to go watch him and went up and watched. I think it was like the, um, the, the challenge for the four fifties. And I was like, Oh, holy shit. Like he's making that track his bitch. Like <laughs> he looks oh, so my God, good. Dude, all day, all day, man, all, all day. And, and, and I told Dahl, I mean, obviously Cody's leading the championship for a good reason. He's a crazy talented rider. Uh, he's got a great team behind him. And, uh, but even from the first, first drop of the first practice, I knew like, do you just watch him? And he was, he was extremely comfortable. He wasn't flustered. Um, his bike was clearly working well. And, and, you know, he's got Joe right there too. And Joe is such a wealth of knowledge. Joe's probably like, Oh, well, we need to set the bike up from this track. We ran in like 1997 and this is what I did. You know what I mean? Like that's just Joe knowing how to extract the last little bit of everything, including in Cody. And then, you know, just, just all day, we're like, well, unless Cody makes a mistake, we're just hoping to get on the podium, which, you know, I feel like we were set up to make a, a good podium run. And, uh, um, you know, Cody just, uh, C- Cody had it handled all, all day. So there's nothing really. He did make a mistake though. Uh, a couple laps to go. In the main. He almost like they showed the foot. I went back and watched the race. Cause I didn't, I don't, I didn't see the last few laps, but, uh, yeah, I watched the footage and dude, like literally was coming off turn four on the air fence with like a lap to go. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? So uh, I know that's the I'm... thing, man. You can't really settle in in this sport. Like I've learned that. I learned that when I was younger, like a rookie, uh, you got to charge the entire race. Like when you think you have a gap, people, you know, they'll, they'll start going a half a second, a lap quicker and they'll, they'll they can close a sh- like a straightaway gap in a few laps. If you start putting it on cruise control and mail. Yeah, they smell blood in the water, baby. And uh yep. yeah, no, he he rode good, but that was a big moment. And obviously, uh, I was really excited like to see Trent get second. Trent's my guy. I, I work with Trent all winter and I had to go out and he was kind of making mistakes. Dalton was Dalton's such a smart and calculated rider. He's he was he was kind of sizing Trent up before the red flag. I think one more lap, he probably would have got by Trent. He was just way smarter line choices and off turn two. And I was like, Dalton's my Dalton's my friend, but it's like I went up to Trent. I'm like, bro, if you don't smooth out and and try and protect your line off of turn two, Dalton's gonna pass you like right away. 
He's like, okay. okay and we so we that. did actually, we did, and then we had another red flag, and 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 this is one of the ones where you, like you want to be like a, you want to be pissed off, like God dang, quit falling, but like you can't even be mad, like you know, there's so much. It's one thing like everybody's shuffling and bumping and grinding, but when you have to tiptoe through these ruts, you get crossroad, and all of a sudden one person bumps in another, and it's like a chain reaction. And and you know we had everything good until the last restart, and uh, and he, I don't know if he spun or what. I wasn't even gonna like critique him because it's like at that point his knee was already like bothering him, and especially catching it. And it's like, man, I'm happy with fifth. I'm disappointed. You know, I, I don't think we had anything for Cody, I but think, I think I think he had the wrong end of a staggered like. He was kind of staggered out a bit. Yep. And sometimes on the staggered, it's it's kind of a crapshoot. Like if somebody staggered, it staggers out and then but then it staggers back in. Like if the set sixth or seventh place guy is up high and you're the eighth place guy on the bottom where the moisture is on the start, you're in pretty good shape yep. for a restart. And uh and that's it looked like he got shuffled high. He got, you know, he couldn't get back down to where the groove was and that's, he got the raw end of the deal on the restart, but that's racing, man. And yeah, it was a shitty deal. But I'm trying to think who but got dude, third. Dude, wait. Oh, Chase. Yes, dude. What, dude? Ride of the year so far. I don't know if, how much you paid attention. Go watch it. So he brought up the first red flag. He actually had a little incident where he got sucked in or got in there too hot on Dalt and, and wrecked and brought up the first red flag. Okay. Dude started in the very back and was running the middle to high line sideways on the locks around everybody. He went from last and finished third. Now, of course, there's some restarts that helped him out, but the kid does not freaking quit, man. And that's another one made me tear up, too, because, you know, his parents have sacrificed so much. Like, we've all seen Saddles riding around in a van, you know, with Husqvarna's in the back, and then he gets the Honda deal, and, and he's been doing great as a rookie. And then, dude, first podium, and it was – it was one that he over earned, man. Like, like, oh my! Yeah, I was I, like, I didn't see, I didn't see like the extent of the ride, but I saw where he was at the end. And going into this, I was like, Chase, Chase could do really well. Um, and this is like, it was cool for me to see because I, I've, I've been helping Chase for, for his kind of last four or five years of his amateur career, and you know, we, we, we kind of had a good run there in the amateur ranks, and then I sort of sent my kid off to college. <laughs> He joined the pro ranks yeah, yeah. Uh, for Turner and uh, just to see Chase and his family do well. Like, yeah, I've, I've seen that, how much they put into it, dude. It's, it's so cool to see that, that take place. And I'm not surprised. Like I thought Chase would, and he might've at Volusia, but I, I thought he would maybe almost probably podium by now. Like that kid is, he's a gamer. Yeah. He's got a lot of race craft. So he's going to be, He's going to be a problem, dude. And he's lost some weight. He's been training and I love to see it. Cause that was one thing I was a little worried about, like, not that he's not a worker, but he's not in the gym grinding. Like his passion isn't fitness. He, he likes to be a kid and he likes to ride his dirt bike more than, more than that. But naturally he's kind of a Husky kid. He's tall, he's big, he's strong. And I was kind of like, all right, how's he going to adapt his first year in the pro as far as like the training stuff goes. And especially like, I didn't have a part, like he's been doing it with the Turner guys and himself and he, dude, he looks great. Like he's lost some weight. He looks, yeah. he looks lean. Um, stoked for him, man. It's uh, I'm not surprised at all. I'm really happy for him and his family and he's going to be a problem, dude. He's going to be a problem moving forward. Oh, yeah. For sure. He's definitely. And the thing so, is, man, like the, what I like about him is that he doesn't stop like trying like the kid was you know he had a couple i don't remember if it was like the second practice session and then like maybe one of the qualifiers he's you know 
he he he's still a rookie, so you got to remember that. But thank goodness he's got Biggs and Coolbeth and uh, and Troy there, and they were. You know, I'm obviously focused on Dalt, but I'm looking down there just checking because I, I love the kid, just like I love Merg. You know, I'm I'm not turning wrenches on their bikes, but you know, all these guys I've worked with as well, and so I can see them down there just scrambling, hustling, trying stuff. You know, and, and he's trying to give feedback, and he's still young, so he doesn't know everything about everything. But you watch him, and he could he we could just say he could have qualified like 20th, and then the next session he'll get up in like fourth because like. If there's an I mean, issue his, with the his bike, his rookie or, results are really similar to Cody and Dallas Daniels. Like they both yeah. had results where they didn't make the mains, but then they had results where they were on the podium in the rookie year. And yep. then obviously Dallas's second and third year, he won championships. Cody's second year is this year, and you see how he's doing. So I don't know if that sets sets us up for where Chase is going to be next year, but yeah, interesting stuff. Cody's got oh. a. Decent points lead now, I think. I haven't checked, but I think Mishler yeah. is second, and Max is still third. It's it's a bummer. Max would have did well on that track. He's uh, he's tall. He's strong. He's a good short tracker. Um, sucked to see him kind of on crutches around there. Just really sucks, man. It's to have one of our top guys not out there. It's I know how the Supercross got, uh, people feel when, like, 10 of their top riders aren't out there. It was a bummer to to not see Max, Max out there. But, yeah, it was – the singles guys, it was obviously Cody cop show. I think I predicted that. I think I said until Cody does until someone proves me, otherwise Cody's going to be a problem. So, um, moving yeah, on to, I mean, this, he, go ahead. No, I was going to say you're, you're exactly right, man. Like soon as, first, first round of free practice, I was like, Oh, well, that's going to be the guy to beat today. Cause he just, he's riding with a lot of confidence right now, which he's earned every bit of that confidence. And, in the bike, the team just, it, it, that's what happens when everything kind of comes together. And, you know, we're seeing glimpses of it with, with Merg and now Dalton's starting to come together too. And, you know, I hope we can give Cody a run because I don't want to see a runaway championship. And I know, you know, Mike and Biggs and the boys, you know, they're, they're not going to be giving it to him easy either, but you know, uh, well, shout out to KTM before we move on. I want to give them a shout out. They really look like they've, yep. they've, they've stepped up their program as well, like on the mile on these tracks, the setup, the, the their overall package, they've they've took a big step forward this year. Um, and their bikes look not that they were ever bad. They're always obviously top notch factory equipment, but man, they've really stepped up. So shout out to uh, yep. Cody and also to KTM and the team, um, Butler and Pittman and Fillmore and the whole crew, solid performance. Everyone that works on their their effort, they're they're they've really stepped up. So um, let's move forward. Yep, for sure. Super twins, uh Big win for JD Beach. I wouldn't have expected it going into this. JD is, um, he's he's got a heavy right elbow. Uh, obviously, he can be smooth. He's JD, he's phenomenal. But I wouldn't have picked JD to win. I I thought more of like the Indians would be better on this racetrack. I thought it would be dry and slippery, and the way that engine is kind of designed, I thought those would be the the bikes to have. Um, but JD whooped their ass. He was the yeah, uh, big, big win, won the, won the challenge, um, fastest lap of the main event. Dallas kind of came through the pack and got second. Um, so I did the challenge, Rob. I didn't get to watch it. I, I signed up and did the challenge. And I know. I'm um, happy to see that. Yeah, it just I haven't had an opportunity where I've been able to showcase what we're able to do in those challenges. I kind of – it's one of those things where it's going to happen. We're going to be competitive in one of these challenges. Uh, but we just, it hasn't been a, a great circumstance for that yet. 
So I was out there. Yeah. I didn't get to, uh, I didn't get to see much, um, was in the back, <laughs> but JD, JD with a big win, Dallas clawed his way through for second and Jared Vanderkoy, man, that was a, a good ride for him to sneak his way in the third, um, little surprise me, some Briar didn't do better. I thought on that technical racetrack like that, they would have did better. I think Briar, and I don't know, Rob, like, what you guys were running I, obviously you're, you guys are pretty you, you don't like to talk about that stuff but the r3 to r5 rear tires a lot of guys were running the r3 it's a softer tire and i had no idea that guys were even running the r3 i had an r5 on and at the end of the day everybody that i talked to like yeah we had a three on it's like oh shit and i was like i had a five on so yeah would i have we, been we better had- with a three or i don't know Man, I, I don't know either. I don't want to speculate on that just because um, uh, I I don't know. I, now we were on a we were on a three. I uh, hope you know nobody gets on to me for for saying that. But I feel like you know it's 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 no big deal. You can just walk up and yeah, you can walk up the, and staging and like look at the nice tire. But um, but at the same time, like we were really bummed, and of course everybody was because we planned on you know trying the five and the three on the practice nights so of course you know I'm, and that's that's no excuse that's not like why we didn't do better you know but at the same time like that was unfortunate because once you kind of get locked into something you don't want to be like all right we've been running a three all day and now we're just going to go with the five for the main like you don't options you don't want to just take that good. gamble yeah options aren't good so, sometimes no, I mean, hell, it might have been the magic bullet. Who knows? I ha- and, and that being said, I don't know what Cody was on. You know, I'm I'm curious. It doesn't really matter because whatever he was doing, it wasn't just the tire. That I mean, everything about that whole setup was was amazing. So I don't know what do you know. Well, Trent had JD? a five on. So Trent had a five on, but I heard pretty much ninety percent, ninety five percent of people had threes on, and that's all the way through the classes. I had no idea. Okay. Like I didn't. I, wonder, I wasn't really worried about my tire choice. I was worried about staying on my fucking dirt bike. Um, yeah, I, know, I, I, know. I didn't even think oh. about the tire. I was like, all right, well, let's make this so I don't high side into the into the bleachers off turn four. Uh, we didn't even – we kind of got away from worrying about that kind of setup. Um, like, I've run the three, and I've I've always I've always liked the five better. Um, even we yeah, I'm, I'm a five year, I ran a – I ran a five at Weedsport last year and maybe I shouldn't be telling people this on the podcast, but I won with a five and a lot, you know, Sammy Halbert won, won the super twins class with, with a three. So yeah, I I don't know if it's a preference thing or what, but I've always run the the harder tire. So um, again, I, I'm, I plan on testing the three some more, but yeah. And I don't know what JD and them had. I, I have no idea. So yeah, but whatever he had, it worked because he kicked their asses. He won by, I think it was like four seconds, Dallas with the second. Yeah, and like I said, I thought Breyer and, and Meese would have did better, but I think they were just happy to get out of there and keep their limbs intact. And yep. nothing really else, man. I guess it was kind of a boring Super Twins race from the people that were well, watching. I don't, say it's, I don't think it was that boring in the sense where it was pretty cool watching because the track was hard to pass on, but Dallas and – Vanderkoy, which was really, I'm really happy for Vanderkoy, man, because he's he's been on the struggle bus a little bit. Um, you know, I know Ben and them, they're working so hard and they're trying to get their bikes up to where you know maybe Jared Meese's bikes are at. And uh, um, you know, with, with Jared, same thing. Even when he was on Harley, man, he he still he wears his heart on his shoulder and he is he's passionate and he's trying his best. And I was so happy to see him get on the podium. And um, you know, 
granted, I'm sure he'd much rather be on the podium like at Springfield or Kentucky Mile or some of these other places. But you know, it's still a good confidence boost, man. No matter no matter what, you know, that way, you know, a put a little money in his pocket. Um, I know Jerry wasn't there, but I'm sure he was probably throwing stuff at the TV. He was so happy to get on the podium and see his his guy do well. And uh, and same thing, Tim Essendon. I don't think he was there this weekend, but you know, those guys are still plugging away and. And I don't know. I mean, I, I might get beat up by Briar and Jared for saying this, but I don't think the uh, the Indian handicap had a lot to do with with JD. I think JD just found something, and he's. I know he's it's really hard good to say. Track. Like I mean, he does have. It's hard to say. I, I mean, I everyone talks about the restrictions on the Indians, and they can't run the the heavier flywheel. They have a lighter rear wheel. Like, there's a lot of stuff they've taken away from that bike. Um, with that being said, there's a lot of things the Yamaha can do. Um, you know, they can run the traction control and, and you hear it when they're out there. Like, um, so a track that's slippery like that, I think that's when that comes into play a little bit. Um, it's not talked well, about enough how much better I personally think the Essenson bikes have gotten. Like, they look fucking good. Um, their bikes are good. good now. Like, you know, you take yeah. away stuff from the bike that's been winning and you make your bike better. And I honestly think the fact that the FTR 750 and Briar and, and Meese, like the amount of races they've been winning, isn't, isn't talked about enough because they've taken a lot of stuff away from those bikes and the, and the other bikes, the um, essence of bikes have gotten so much better. Like they've, they've done a really good job. And, you know, I know JD and Dallas are probably getting tired of hearing people kind of like taking away from what they're doing with their riding. Um, and I just want to give them a shout out, like great riders. I've gone to bat for both of those guys, as far as their talent goes, their work ethics and everything there. So not to take anything away from what they're doing on the bike. I want to give them their credit because they're riding the bikes. Like you can't just hop on, can't throw anybody on that bike and think they're just going to go out there and do what they're doing. That's ignorant to say, No, absolutely but, not. but their bikes they look got good amazing. and a great job and they're riding the shit out of them. So yeah, shout out to the riders and the team. Uh, from Essenson for I would from what they're able to do I they, would they, like what to, they've been able to do yeah and 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 now that we kind of seen Kentucky and stuff uh I would I would like to see and, and I don't obviously this 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 would throw a big old wrench into everything but I'd like to see the Indians be unrestricted as far as the the engine wise part like um in the throttle bodies I'd still I, I'm not against you know the the wheel thing or the flywheel thing you know to keep it on parody, but you know, I see these guys scrambling to spend money, and now it looks like uh, Pearson. I don't know if he, if if that Indian owner, I think Rackley oh, and was, was just done. Eslick too, yeah. Eslick was on a Cali. Well, so. it's like the the smaller guys. You know, they're like, well, dude, I'm not gonna sit here and, and buy. I already spent fifty grand or whatever on on a motorcycle times however many motorcycles they have. But then you you figure in camshafts another few thousand dollars, and you got to tune it. You got to do all this other stuff. So. A lot of them have already done this, so it kind of would be a slap in the face to tell them to take it away. But I'd really like to see, like, I don't think the they'd have a problem with it. <laughs> I think they'd be. I don't. Perfectly I don't. Fine. I don't either. And, and that's the thing. Yeah. Keep, keep the wheels stuff because and, and hats off to Essence, man. The, the guys are working. I mean, they've got a whole army that are just working nonstop to make those bikes better. And they and this weekend was really cool because, you know, I, I'm I'm a pretty um, visual guy. Like I, I pay attention to things and and it and it it's so professional over there they come in and they got like their their guys and they immediately start talking it looks like it's almost like a moto gp setup in a dirt track event because i'm sure they have a data guy they've got a fuel injection guy they got a suspension guy and and 
and they're all working together and, and hats off to them and the, the hard work is paying off now, you know, once, I, maybe, I maybe once they get a few more. Yeah, no, sorry to cut you. I also think it's, it's pretty, it's, it's not hard to see that, um, the FTR seven fifties are they're undermatched. Like it's not hard to see that. I mean, people want to talk about, you know, uh, well, you know, Briar, you know, some, somebody made a mention that mentally he's something mentally. I'm like, bro, it's, it's nothing to do with that. No. Like, no, I, I was, I couldn't, believe, I couldn't believe that. And then you had a guy that literally, you know, Meese was winning 11 races a year and you had a guy in Briar, you know, took, took Meese down twice in his prime. Like Briar's a bad dude. Um, but, yeah. and he's riding, like you watched him at the red mile, he's riding the shit out of that thing. Um, you, you know, you see these guys like B Rob and like, they're significantly off from where they were. So they, oh, yeah. they do seem yeah. undermatched. And I, I want to see, I don't know what, what that entails, but I want to see the boys go at it. Like I want to see a fair fight. Um, and I don't know, I don't yeah, even know what that too. entails, but it's, well, um, it's, here's it's discouraging it... for sure. Cause now we're down to 10, nine or 10 guys, like without Sammy, Sammy's only doing half the races or whatever, or a couple races, Price is on the sidelines. Is Pearson going to run the XR all year? Probably not. Is Eslick going to run? No. You know, we're, we are down. We are slim pickings in that class. And well, we and this is a, where we can have a whole nother show on that, but man, it's, well, it's discouraging. We do need to have another show. Sure. Well, here's where, here's where it goes back to the leadership thing right now, not in fucking November, December, but right now, this is where AFT makes a rally call to the team owners. So guys, look, you know, it, yes, it's an expense, but on, you know, in, in one month or whatever, we'll just say in, in August, I don't even know, but in August, we're going to have a round table. AFT team owners, we value your opinions. Prove it to them. Get your asses here to Daytona. Or it could be like, say, after Monday after Springfield. Like, there's a lot of series that have, like, these trustee meetings or meetings, like, while everybody's already there, the Monday after. You're already there. Say, guys, look, we need to work on 2022. Here's our focus right now. We've got to figure out how to get these riders to come back. What do we need to do? And this is going to take some eating of the crow by some heads at AFT because there's a lot of pissed off dudes. They're like, yeah, I'm not coming back. Like there's, can you imagine how many just, so next year they're going to combine the classes, right? Supposedly is what the idea is. Well, you as well as I know that there's probably what 50, at least 50 Cowie twins or Yamaha twins, or even some really decent XRs, which nobody's going to bring those back anyway, but there's even Indians. They're just sitting now, just sitting. Okay. Team owners. Whether you're current team owners, your past team owners are still kind of on the fence about next year. Let's all come together. Let's have a town hall. Let's figure out what we're going to do for this rules package because they're in a sticky situation right now. They're losing riders rapidly. Even the singles class was terrible this weekend. You didn't have a bunch of guys that were there. It's so, so hard to have guys, a town look, hall because everybody has their own agenda when they come to the like. It's so hard to have because uh, obviously some it, teams it, it want is. one. It is, but it's necessary. And you're going to piss some people off no matter what. Here, here's why. Because, A, right now, and I have no idea what Dean's thinking, you know, because remember he hates me and stuff. <laughs> Actually, he waved at me this weekend, so it was cool. Like, we got, I got that going for me. So shout out to Dean. Give me a high five wave. But, uh, you know, they're probably like, dude, what are, what are we doing here, man? We, we made this badass bike, and we're being neutered to the point where we don't have no nuts anymore. And then you got Essenson. It's like, look, you know, like, We've spent all this money to make our stuff competitive. What y'all y'all aren't gonna like 
you know, pull the rug out from under our feet. And then you got all the other guys with these Cowies and, and like the Corey Texter teams, because you're not retiring. I'm making that clear right now. They want to compete, but you got to know right now, like your guys don't have Essence's budget. So this is where AFT leadership comes in. They're like, look, guys, this is what we're thinking. This is your time to shine. Like this isn't going on Facebook like Robbie Bobby and, and venting. This is talking to the brass because something needs to be done. This 10, 10 bikes is pathetic, and they have to know that the show looks like pure dog shit. Nobody wants to watch 10 guys riding around looking like they're in a practice session. Like, we have one of the greatest sports on earth. Like, people know that. You have diehard fans. Now, no, all you guys listen, we're not bringing back framers. We're not bringing back novice junior expert. You know, shut the fuck up with all due respect. But there's something that needs to be done, and this is where leadership comes in, and they say, guys, look, we're all in this together. You know, I just don't think combine like just simply just taking the two classes and combining them the way it is now is going to be even close to successful. Like it's not. Um, You're exactly right. That's why I'm yeah. saying. And that's why everyone's that's like, oh, just, com- just combine them. And it's like, dude, there's so much no. more that needs to be done to to uh, level the playing field. Um, that it's not going to be successful. Like you're not going to have guys that are going to go out there on their on their, the cowies that they have in their sheds. Like they're not going to just going to pull them out and think they're going to be competitive. It's probably actually harder to be competitive now than it was a couple without years ago. So With, without a doubt, anyway, so that's why yeah. I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. Let's not like, you know, we all get to Daytona every year and, and, and we sit in the big office or the big room, you know what I'm talking about. And then they tell us about their vision and their plan and everybody gives them a high five and applaud and everything sounds great. And, and, you know, we're all happy for the most part. Well, that's all great. But we got people that want to race that are not racing because of what AFT is doing. Like, and this is not me trying to dig at AFT at all, but this is me saying, guys, sooner than later, you need to start planning. This goes back to track prep too. We need to plan A, a plan B, and a plan C because what we're doing right now is not sustainable. You're only going to have Jerry for so long before he's like, you know what? I'm just spinning my freaking wheels. You know what I mean? Like, I love Jerry to death. I would do anything in the world for that man. But at the same time, he's in this for the passion and the fun and the love of the sport. When that keeps going down, Jerry and his paychecks are going to be going bye-bye. Yeah. Period. And the same yeah. thing, like look at right now, like Indian, what everybody's like, and of course nobody really knows because you know, they're keeping their lips shut. But if Indian keeps getting knocked around or restricted more and more and more, Who's to say that that semi truck's gonna be gone? And then you're gonna have Briar looking for ride. Shane is gonna be looking for ride. I mean, Jared Meese, he'll probably be okay because he can still probably do whatever. Or, or hell, he might build a KTM. Nobody even knows, you know. But don't. We need to stop waiting. We need to stop like waiting around and hoping that it just corrects itself because it's not gonna correct itself. Like yeah. they have the potential to have the best show on earth if they quit, you know fucking a football so to speak you know it's just something's got to be done something's got to change and and it needs to start now like there's no need to prolong it until november or december like again like the the leadership aspect like we don't really know who's in charge of making the rules who's the guy that's going to be like all right indian essenson privateer guys me's team like who's the one that's going to rally that call who's going to take the leadership role and really run with it and really make a change. Yeah. Well, we will, we will see, I guess that's, I mean, we're, we're not involved really in that decision-making, so we will hope for the best and yeah, I don't know what to say about that. I'm, I'm, I'm on board with you. So we'll, uh, well, 
Gotta do on that note different. too, on that note too, you know, for everybody that's listening that may or may not be pissed off, these are my opinions, and of course Corey's opinions are his opinions. But I would love, 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 love to have anyone from AFT respectfully come on here. I'd love to give them my opinion, and I'd love for them to be able to have themselves a platform because we all know, like, you know, it's not cool to have a one-sided fight. Like, this isn't me here trying to just bash AFT for everything. Now, am I pissed off about track situations? Absolutely. But at the same time, I would love for them to come and defend themselves because they deserve that right. You know, for whatever reason, you know, if I mean, I'm not I don't I'm not anticipating that happening. But, you know, this isn't just, oh, let's just tear down AFT and, and talk shit about them or talk shit about somebody else. It's not. It's because it has come at to the, the same point where time, you have someone, like it's not like we we have to, you know, it's I don't I don't even know how to word it. But at the same time, like we're heavily invested too. So I think they, they, they got to understand where we're coming from. Like Brian, Brian should, he gets it. Like he was a rider just last year, you know, and he understands I've seen his frustration with, with rough tracks. And I, like I said, last on the last show, like uh, I, I think Brian's been great. Like it's cool to have him on board and having someone you can talk to without kind of, you know, having, you know, there's some understanding there when I, when I talk with him and, and he's some of these things, like, that's why I said, like, I don't think a lot of these guys are, are given a fair shot. A lot of these days, you know, they're trying to do a job, but they're, they're not given a fair shot because of planning that's done before the event or whatever else. So anyway, well, we can talk, we can talk forever. Um, really, really good show. A lot of good information. Um, again, uh, my intention when I posted the photo, I posted on my, my race pages and on Instagram of the track, it was just kind of uh, kind of like a props to the, to all the, all my peers that went out there and did what we could do with the conditions. I wasn't trying to open up the, the discussion board for, I had people writing like some crazy shit. I'm like, Oh shit. I was like, I wasn't anticipating that. So, um, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't my intention, but what, what we were able to do with, with the track and, uh, yeah, it was tough. It was tough, but moving on, we got some really good racetracks ahead of us. We got Lima coming up. So, want to give the Mies family a shout out for the fans that have not got tickets to Lima yet. You can go on limahalfmile.com and buy tickets. You can save $10 buying in advance. Everybody loves Lima. I'm really excited to head back to Lima again. Um, and then we got Weedsport, Port Royal, some really cool, uh, really uh cool. Greenville, uh, Greenville, Greenville, Greenville. Yes. Greenville. Sorry. Greenville. Well, we'll little, do a podcast before Greenville. I had something in my throat. Hey, relax. We'll do a podcast. Let's do a, let's Greenville. Do a, Greenville is on let's Friday. Let's do a podcast and, at, let's do one at Greenville. Hey, uh, uh, no, we're not doing like that. Thursday night. I'm do, riding Thursday and night? Cruz is riding. There's no fucking way I'm doing a podcast on top of everything else. So what about but Greenville? Not Thursday Greenville, night. Rob, we're not doing a podcast. <laughs> Whatever. Fine. I'm done uh, with you. We're done. Friday and Friday and <laughs> Friday and Sunday at Greenville. Make sure you guys are there. It's a great event, really fun racetrack. And and if you go and Rob, the track sucks, then you can hammer Rob. You can just go up to him and be like, hey. Absolutely. No, I'm just kidding. Absolutely. No, and I'll say, dude, I'm doing yep. You will not stop see me not working on that track though. Whether or not it's good, bad, the perfect track or the shittiest track in the world, you will still see me hustling, trying to make it better. And everybody at Greenville, all the riders, make sure you text or go up to Rob and ask him what the what the lap times are for your class. Um, for just sure, just go on to Race in. Monitor, Race Monitor. You can see all the live time there, or you can go straight up to Katie Cotton in the scoring booth, and whatever happens, 
happens. So if you need <laughs> if you need security, by all means. <laughs> Katie just well, said you're gonna need security. One more shout out to the sponsors, Mission Foods, Bell Power Sports, Yamaha Motorsports, Indian Motorcycle, Moto America, Dunlop Motorcycle Tires, Jerry Stinchfield at Roof Systems of Dallas, Texas, and Manscaped. Use the code tankslab 20 on manscaped.com to save on free shipping and 20% off. So those sponsors make, make it happen. We had an issue with SoundCloud the last day or two. I thought it was on my end, but apparently SoundCloud just like had nationwide or worldwide issues, but we're back and running. We're good there. Make sure you subscribe to the show on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. Give us a follow on social media. We appreciate all the fans for chiming in questions and comments and all that. It's uh, really cool to see. We need to come out with a new shirt. We, it's been a while since we've, we've done two shirt designs. We need to come out with something new. Um, so we'll work on that, but yeah, appreciate everybody for tuning in. Hopefully, hopefully Rob's allowed back at the races at Lima. They're going <laughs> to, yeah. they're going to stop you and just like, not let you in. It's like, oh, I shit. know, like turn me around at the gate. I'm going to have to sneak in. Mike Turner's going to have to put me in his luggage box. <laughs> it's a big old <laughs> luggage bag though. Oh man. No, yeah. And again, good. guys, we, it's yeah, our opinions, we, you know? Yeah. We, we love the sport. We just want what's best. And, uh, yeah, we're, We'll move forward and hopefully we'll all be better and put on a good show moving forward for the fans. But yeah, that's a wrap on this until the next one Love episode it. hundo. We're going to work on something good for that. Um, damn, it's a, it's a, it's going to be a, a big one to try and figure out, but nah, it probably won't be that. It's just another episode. I mean, it's cool. It's a hundred, yeah. but we'll, we'll probably be just good have no matter like what. someone random on, but yeah, we're looking forward to it. And yeah, we out. <laughs>